From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host, OCFA's Assistant Chief of Organizational Planning, Mike Schrader. All right, well, welcome back uh, for our uh, two-part special edition of the Pass Along Podcast. As you'll recall, this is part two of the uh, interview with Assistant Chief of Business Services, Lori Zeller. Uh, thanks again to Captain Todd Lockwood for uh, hosting that segment. The first part that was covered in the last podcast was budget and Irvine equity. And then this part will be uh, highlighting the pension um, liability or the unfunded pension liability, sometimes referred to as the UAAL. Now, um, before we go there, I wanted to just briefly uh, bring up something that's kind of been brewing, um, both in the local media as well as anecdotally, um, probably at the water cooler across the uh, fire authority. So we recently have had some anecdotal conversations and offline conversations from both uh, Anaheim and Garden Grove, potentially um, involving their interest in approaching the fire authority for a bid for services for providing uh, fire safety services for their jurisdictions. And uh, those are, again, there's nothing beneficial, but I just wanna let you know that we are preparing for that. And should that, um, or should those potential uh, official requests come in, uh, the process of what we do with the fire authority, specifically under uh, organizational planning department, which is uh, the section that I lead. Uh, We have our strategic services battalion chief, who is Brad Phoenix, and uh, Tammy as well, uh, Rivers, who works in that section, and those two will help um, facilitate the uh, request for proposal um, and putting that package together. So the process looks like this. The city reaches out to us uh, with a formal letter of request, then we'll approach the board and the board will give the authorization to proceed with the request. And at the cessation of the request and uh, presenting of the proposal, then that city will make that decision whether they want to come over or not. If at that time they choose to come over, then uh, there's no cost to them. The survey and all the man hours that went into it are absorbed uh, when they come over to the fire authority. If they do not come over and make that decision, um, then there is a fee for service uh, somewhere in the area about $75,000, $80,000. So I just wanted to briefly explain the process. Again, we haven't received any official word, um, but should we? Uh, now you know the process. And uh, once we do receive official word from either Garden Grove and or Anaheim, uh, we'll, we'll definitely make that known once it's uh, um, uh, official. So that's all. Just wanted to uh, take a quick moment to uh, explain that process. Uh, now, without any further ado, uh, let's uh, cut over to uh, Fire Captain Todd Lockwood and his second interview uh, with uh, Assistant Chief of Business Services, Lori Zeller. And you know what actually gets brought up a lot is structural fire fund, cash contract. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Okay. I mean, I mean yeah. in, in reality, that gets actually right. for the, I'm not talking about the newer, the brand new, like, because we have a guy that's been on a year. Right. And so he doesn't really understand structural fire fund cash contract. And then where does the OCFA, and I think this is true, it's mostly property taxes, right? Where we get, they're, they're our largest source of revenue, right. correct? Right. That's right. Um, I think most people. But I can explain it. a little bit about the different. The structural fire fund cash contract. Right. Yeah, that's the one that's still, oh, because, you know, it turns into, hey, we need a new washer and dryer for the station. Oh, your cash contract, you've only got this much money a year. It's structural fire fund. So now we're getting into a little bit more of the complex topics behind the finances. So if you think of the map of Orange County, um, broken up into all the different cities, you have some cities that were incorporated many, many years ago and then newer cities that incorporated more recently. 
Um, so going way back when only a handful of cities were incorporated, those cities had their own fire departments, were providing their own fire service. The rest of the county, unincorporated, was getting originally fire service from the state and then later on by the county. Um, all of that unincorporated area that was served by the state and then the county had a regional tax applied across it that we call the Structural Fire Fund Tax. And that was part of the property tax role and that provided fire service for all of that unincorporated territory. Um, before Prop 13, that tax could be increased or decreased based on whatever it cost to provide fire services or any other government services. Taxes could be increased or decreased. When Prop 13 went into play, it froze, it changed the property tax so it can't be more than 1% of your home value. Okay, yeah. um, it set it so it can't increase more than 2% per year and it froze it proportionally. So if OCFA, if fire was getting 10% of the property taxes before Prop 13, and now the dollars were reduced under Prop 13, fire service still got 10% after. So all of that unincorporated area being funded by that structural fire fund tax, now a part of the property tax role, and then the cities scattered around the county that had been incorporated long before that um, had their own taxes on their own city general fund that were providing fire protection that are outside of that structural fire okay. fund. So those cities that were already incorporated at one point already had their own fire department um, if they later decided to join with County Fire Service, they became a contract city. We call them a cash contract city. City of Tustin, the City of Seal Tustin, Beach, Seal Beach uh, Placentia. So for those cities, the property tax dollars go to their general fund okay. instead of coming directly to OCFA. And we tell them what it costs for OCFA to provide services, and then they pay out of their general fund to OCFA. So we call those cash contract cities. There's eight of those in OCFA. Um, the rest of the cities are structural fire fund. It's part of the property tax dollars, goes directly to the county and then to OCFA for fire service. They don't ever see it in their budget. Um, think of it as a regional tax. It funds fire service across the region and it works well. Where it starts becoming a topic of debate is when you try and divide that map into city areas. Uh, it was never intended to be city by city. It's a regional tax and it works well that way. Is there a way for a city to go from a cash contract city to a structural fire fund city? It, it's not happened. Um, not to say it can't. The, the government code, revenue and taxation code, has provisions that allow for what we call a property tax exchange agreement to occur between two taxing agencies. So conceivably, it's possible that okay. a cash contract city, if they had enough, if they had enough property tax revenue flowing to their general fund alone to pay their fire service bill, they could potentially look into a property tax exchange into the structural fire okay. fund. Some of our, most of our cash contract cities will use property tax, sales tax, other sources of revenue to pay for their fire service. Understandable, so, yeah. okay. So since a structural fire fund and a cash contract city both bring money in, mm -hmm. some might bring in more money than the other, is the level of service that we provide in the field different to a cash contract city than it is to a structural fire fund city? No. So OCFA has standards of cover, deployment plans that are the same standards across all of our jurisdictions, um, regardless of jurisdictional boundaries. So um, just because the amount of funding comes to OCFA in a different way and in different levels, different amounts, we don't, we don't treat one city or the residents in one city different than the residents in another city. Um, so if you think North County, older, incorporated longer ago, um, home values lower, homeowners have been there since, you know, late, 
property 70s, early property taxes are low. You, you're not going to you're not going to give a lower level of service to the right. homeowner that has that original home value than to the homeowner next door that might have just turned over their property to a new homeowner and the value on the tax roll is maybe ten times higher. They're both going to get the same level of service, just like one city compared to another city. Uh, Cyprus or Los Alamitos is going to get the same level of service as an Irvine, same level as a cash contract city, a Placentia, a Tustin. So is that the reason when we, when a city comes looking to us to reduce their coverage, mm -hmm. we won't reduce the coverage? We won't reduce it below our standards. Okay. So if we look at the way they're deploying service in their city and um, where their stations are located and the number of personnel on the service configuration, if we see an opportunity to change that that might reduce daily staffing and might save them money and still meet our response time standards and our standards of cover, then that's where we have an opportunity to save money okay. for the city. Um, if they're spread pretty thin already compared to their call volume and their demand, we might not be able to save them money and we're not going to propose to if we can't. Yeah, understandable because I do know some other large departments in Southern California do run different staffing models where right. some stations might only have two people, right. all depending on what the city wants to pay for. Right. That's why when some cities will come to us that are cash contracts and ask for financial relief, um, for exa example, the city of Stanton, they came and made the request. Um, we actually had some capacity in their city to change the configuration. We were able to do it for them. In other areas, Westminster, Placentia, we've, we've not been able to change the configuration because the call demand and the volume doesn't allow for it. Interesting. And so we want to help them, but we're just not able to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Another question that comes up very often uh, at the fire station and when we run into the public in the field is regarding uh, unfunded liability. Uh, can you explain that not only to myself but to everybody listening? Sure. What is the definition or how do you explain what unfunded liability is to the layperson? So for OCFA, when we talk about unfunded liability, we're really talking about our pension plan. Unfunded pension liabilities is primarily what we spend our time talking about. So you and I earn a pension by working every year. Um, and as the employer, we try and set funds aside today to pay for what that pension's going to cost in the future when we retire. Um, so for example, we're trying to guess about what age you and I are going to retire. Uh, we're trying to estimate what our salary will be when we retire. Um, as we set funds aside to pay for that, um, how much interest will it earn? How long will we live in retirement? Those are all things that we don't know. We can estimate and make assumptions about what that future cost will be, but we don't know for sure. Um, so as we make all of those assumptions, the actuary calculates and tells the employer, OCFA, here's how much you should pay for that future pension cost. And the contributions you pay today plus the interest should pay for that future benefit. But life doesn't play out the way we assume. Um, you will potentially retire at a higher salary than what we assumed. Hopefully you're going to live longer in retirement than what we assumed. Um, and what actually occurs is interest earnings comes in less than assumed from year to year. Sometimes it's better, sometimes less. All of those differences between actual experience and what we assumed create a different amount that we should have been paying. They create a new layer that, that's not necessarily funded. So if, if we assumed we were going to earn seven and a quarter in a year, and we actually earned zero or only 1% or 2%, that creates a shortfall in the funding, a layer of liability that's not funded. We haven't set that money aside now because we thought we were gonna earn it in interest. Interesting. Um, the system takes that unfunded liability every year, OSERS, our retirement system, and gives us a new bill. So they've already given us our bill that we're required to pay for what we think the future cost is gonna be. Now they give us an additional layered bill to pay down that unfunded liability in addition to those annual costs. 
So are we so are we doing stuff in the OCFA about mm -hmm. our pension liability? Yes. Yeah. Why why would we do something about that? Right. So actually OCFA is pretty aggressive with trying to pay down the pension liability. I talked about interest earnings. So right now OSERS assumes we're going to earn seven and a quarter percent per year. Um, they tell us right now what our unfunded pension liability is. So for OCFA today, our unfunded pension liability is four hundred million. What that means is if we put $400 million into OSERS today, uh, one lump sum, $400 million, and it earns seven and a quarter for you know, the next 30 years, that's going to pay future benefits. But we're not putting $400 million in today. We're paying it over time. So for every year that we aren't putting that money in, that's interest earnings lost. Basically, you have to add that interest cost because we didn't earn it. Okay. Um, so we're having to pay more the longer we take to pay it. OCFA tries to pay it faster than what they tell us. They, they amortize the cost over 20 years. So if you think of a mortgage and they're gonna give you a 20 year mortgage, they're gonna tell us what our annual payment is on that mortgage. We don't wanna take 20 years. We don't want that 20 years of lost interest earnings. We wanna pay it faster if we can and then free up those resources to use on other things. So OCFA has what we call an accelerated pension pay down plan or a snowball plan. Uh, the reason we call it a snowball plan is because every year we roll out into the future, the amount we're paying towards it gets bigger and it derives more benefits. So as you kind of roll down the hill, that snowball gets bigger. Um, right now, for about the next five years, our, our total payments, what the system requires us to pay, plus what we're voluntarily paying to accelerate it, um, add up to between 50 and 60 million per year for the next five years. Um, our board has set a goal to have the pension paid down, the unfunded liability paid down to 85%. So whatever 400 million is, 85% of that they want gone. Uh, and then they'll return to the regular payment cycle that the system requires us to do after that is the board's goal right now. Um, if things continue on the path we're on right now, we, we think we'll get there in about four to five years. It's always a moving target. Um, so if OSERS looks at the market and says it's not performing well, um, we think we need to change the earning assumption to 7%, then that causes that pension liability number to look bigger and it will take longer. Um, another question that comes up quite often is, could possibly be a very simple question is, who owns the fire stations in the cities that they're in? I've heard rumors that uh, a city owns it, the fire authority owns it, we own the building, they own the land. Is there a, a simple answer to this? In, in general, the cash contract cities own their stations. Okay. Um, and in general, the property tax funded areas, OCFA owns the stations. Uh, if there are a new area like Irvine where there's been lots of development and the developer had to provide funding to construct the station, uh, again, OCFA has the title to the station, but really the community owns that station. Their funds built it. Um, but the easiest, simplest rule of thumb is property tax funded, structural fire fund cities, OCFA owns the station, cash contract cities, the city owns the stations. So, so in these newer areas, uh, in South County, parts mm -hmm. of Irvine, when a new fire station is built mm -hmm. in an expanding area, right. you mentioned that the developer will pay for the stations. Right. Do we have some sort of guides that say a fire station has to go in when a certain population reaches a mount or is it response time? We have triggers. Um, so our strategic services section is very involved with the development community looking at those triggers. Um, and so as that community is being planned out early on, our strategic services section is working with them on what's going to trigger the need for an additional station. Maybe there's not a, a need for an additional station, but maybe additional infrastructure, maybe an existing station needs an additional truck or an additional unit coming out of it. Uh, so that's all coordinated through our strategic services section.
and I know nothing is, is, is set in stone, but if you had a crystal ball and you were able to look five, 10 years down the line, do you see the OCFA growing in the number of stations, mm -hmm. personnel? Yes, our current five-year forecast, we've got three additional stations um, potentially plotted out, maybe more. So there's additional areas in Irvine that um, the IBC area, for example, where they're looking, they just, they, they need to find a good location for the station. If we could find a good location, we would proceed in, in constructing it and staffing it. Um, so sometimes it's it's hindered by having a good location to actually build it. If it's completely new development area, then um, we're on the books early in that planning stage. You are, I, I can't even explain to you how much smarter you are at this than I am. I feel like just a dummy sitting here with to try to answer some of these questions. You could just be, oh, thank you very much. Um, and I And I really didn't understand this until just recently. A question you get is the individual that works in the private sector for 10, 15 years, and he's got his social security credits. Mm -hmm. Then he comes to work for the OCFA and he gets funded at a pension. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand why, well, don't I get my full social security benefits? So I was it was explained to me like, you're paying into social security is like an insurance policy. Even though you pay into your insurance policy, you might never get it back. So that is, that could be another one for another question because yeah, um, but that yeah, and I can't. I, I know it does come into the it. Time. There's a whole calculation <laughs> process. So, <laughs> right. like, your spouse maybe even that has paid into Social Security yeah. might not end up drawing because your pension so, is too lucrative. Maybe you can answer the question or just give us direction on where to go with it. Um, first is Social Security benefits when you are getting a pension. Secondly is our retiree medical benefits. Okay. Okay. So Social Security is, you're getting a little bit out of my expertise there. Um, I know it does play into the calculation. So if you're already a beneficiary from a OSERS, government-related pension, um, Social Security is impacted by that. And so okay. your best place to get answers to those kind of questions is through the retirement system, OSERS. Okay. They have benefit specialists that can help you with that. Is there one of the retirement seminars I would take? Retirement seminars are great. Um, okay. They have assigned specialists based on le uh, alphabet letter um, start of your name. Um, so you just look up on their website directory. They'll tell you who to contact based on your name, and they can help answer your questions. Retirement seminars are offered at pretty regular frequencies. How? How many years before retirement do you recommend somebody go to a seminar? Two years? I would say, you know, even five, three years horizon, years. Okay. start start going. Um, if I would go a couple of times because you're going to think of more questions. Talk to your peers that are going through the process. Um, and I would go a couple of times and definitely start planning three to five years out uh, and then more heavily as you get to the one to three year horizon. Okay. And then can you touch um, a little bit on the retiree medical plans? Sure. So. Uh, we have two different retiree medical plans here at OCFA. Um, we've got a, a plan for employees who were hired before 2007 and then a separate plan for post-2007 hires. Every employee in OCFA has 4% deducted out of their paycheck for retiree medical, regardless of which plan you're in. If you're in the pre-07 plan, then your funding goes into a retiree medical program that pays a fixed amount per year of service for your future medical premiums. So you retire, say you have 25 years of service, and you're gonna get a fixed monthly grant to pay for your medical premiums. And if your premiums are more than that, then that amount comes out of your pension check. Um, if you're after 2007, your 4% is going into a self-directed investment account for your future premiums. So however you invest it, however it grows, however long you're employed, those fundings are set, set aside just for you as you've directed the investments and when you retire, you can use it for your premiums as you like. 
Um, so two different plans, two different structures. One will be whatever it is based on the way you funded it. The other is intended to provide a fixed monthly amount for your premiums. Okay. And will those go towards the age of 65 until somebody were to go on? The, the pre-07 plan has some Medicare requirements that you okay. have to enroll in Medicare when you hit 65, but it continues to pay for okay. premiums. Okay. So, yeah. okay. The pension liability is our largest liability. It's the main focus. We all want a healthy pension plan to pay for our benefits when we're ready to retire. So right now that's the number one goal. But there are other unfunded liabilities that OCFA has, um, primarily our retiree medical plans. So our employees who were hired before 2007 um, are in what we call a retiree medical plan that's supposed to pay a fixed amount per month towards their health insurance premiums when they retire. Right now, the, there's an unfunded liability with that plan similar to the pension liability, uh, about $90 million. Um, so if we could get to a point where we've paid down the pension liability to the 85% goal, and if we have you know, 50 to $60 million going towards that, it can be redirected towards other liabilities, we could potentially have the retiree medical unfunded liability paid you know, completely funded in a couple of years. So that would be the very next goal to tackle after that. Well, Chief Seller, I gotta say thank you so much for sitting down and answering my questions. I am absolutely amazed at your knowledge of the OCFA's finances and the cities. I had no idea that it was this in depth. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd like to come visit. Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Well, as you can uh, see, uh, there's a lot to talk about on the uh, pension liability front, a lot of different components there. I want to thank uh, Assistant Chief of Business Services, Lori Zeller, for uh, not only for her hard work for herself and her staff in preparing the agency to move uh, into a uh, robust financial uh, footing, but also to address this unfunded pension liability, which quite honestly, um, we're one of the leading agencies in addressing this, which I think just better prepares the fire authority for the future in that we're not carrying these extra liabilities as we move forward and, and face new um, challenges that lie ahead for us. So it's uh, exciting and I'm proud of the staff um, and the agency for getting us in this position. So thanks again, Chief Zeller. Our next regularly scheduled podcast will come out on the 19th and it's a panel discussion led by Division Chief Ken Cruz on preparing for the wildland fire season, both in-county and out-of-county assignments. So until then, uh, watch out for each other and we'll talk to you soon.